just want to talk a little bit about uh, mental health. And um, there is mental health that is without um, solicitation. In other words, things happen. Something came, you know, something happened, something came into your life, something, you know, created a situation in your mind that you um, had no control over. And, uh, and, and mental health happens from that, or a mental uh, illness or mental unstableness happens in that. But then the Lord was talking to me about self-inflicted mental health issues. Somebody put that in the, in the thing, because I want people to know what we're talking about tonight. Mental, self-inflicted mental health issues. And um, hey there, Phyllis, glad you joined. Hey, Tashawn. Glad you joined. Go ahead and share out to Sean a little bit because I want to help us out with this because the enemy is really com combating us with this self-inflicted mental health issues. And I can speak to this like I'm sure many of you on the live can speak to this um, about self-inflicted mental health issues. This is where the enemy is combating the church is pounding the church with this particular mental health issue that I'm speaking about tonight. And I know um, we can't help in mental health issues that, like I said early on, that we have no control over. However, there are self-inflicted, say self-inflicted mental health issues that we cause, that we bring upon ourselves. And it's just simply one thing. Spirit and flesh are warring. What we know to do and not to do is in warfare. And I'm just going to, like I said, this is going to be a quick live, but I hope you listen to what I'm saying because this kind of mental illness can be deadly. Hear me what I'm talking about. I'm going to show you some in the word of God how self-inflicted mental issues can actually be deadly. And if nothing else, cause you great anguish within your spirit, within your heart. So just so that we'll know, uh, let's just go to the scripture real quick. I'm going to talk about two people tonight. I'm going to talk about Peter and I'm going to talk about Judas. These are two people that walk with Christ. Two people, two men who were exposed to our Lord and Savior in the natural sense as well as in the spirit realm. So they they had a relationship with Christ. Much like a lot of us as believers, we have a relationship with Christ. You know, we have a connection to him. We have uh, we have shared, you know, the, the spirit of the Lord has poured into us. We have opened ourselves up. To Christ, we have opened ourselves up to Christ, uh, the Christian life. We have opened ourselves up in the spirit to the things of God. What these two men represent in the kingdom of God today is that warring that happens sometimes between the spirit man and the flesh. What we know to do right and what uh, we do though opposite of what that and this 
causes a, a conflict in our mind. Say conflict in my mind. It causes you to, to be uh, tormented within your mind. And within that torment, sometimes we find ourselves at a place of mental health issues. Because we are going against the grain. Because we're going against what our, what, you know, what, what, what you know deep down inside. See, it's something when you have put your hand to the plow, when you have, when you have said, Christ, I will, I will follow after you. You know, these, these two men did. They, they openly vowed to follow after Christ. And then at that, at some point, they both did something that caused them mental anguish. It caused them to be in torment. Each and every one of them. And it's the same thing in the body of Christ today. When we say, uh, when we put ourselves that we are following after Christ, and then we go against what we know to be true, what we know to be uh, 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 in our spirit through way of the Holy Ghost, teaching and training and developing in us, and we go against that word, our mind can't handle that. We find ourselves tormented within ourselves. I know this to be true. I used to live this. I, I used to live a mind, a, a, a life of a tormented mind. Be only because I was living against opposite what, the, what I knew to be true. Basic yeses and nos. I lived against those principles. And because my, my mind and my heart knew what was right, but yet I found myself going against that, it's a, it's a place you can't dwell in be at ease. Any true believer that is following after Christ can't find themselves in that vein of knowing, but going the opposite of what you know. So let's just get a couple of scriptures in here. Because I want to show you basically how this, how our mind get complex or com uh, become perplexed in the tormented state of going against the grain, going against what we know what is to be true, right? So let's go to Matthew, Matthew 27, just real quick. You don't have to get there. If you just want to listen, that's good. That's good for me. Um, but this is where, uh, I do I want to do that one first? Or do I want to do the one with, uh, yeah, let's do that one first. Uh, Matthew 27. And here in, um, let's go up a little bit. Let's go up and do uh, Matthew 26. Matthew 26 and 69. And this is the one that I want to do. It's in the NLT. Uh, sometimes the versions are just better for me. So here in uh, the NLT version of Matthew 26, it says here, Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside. No, go back. Go up a little bit more. Go up a little bit more. Go up to 66. Now that here they have Jesus they, he has been betrayed by Judas. He has been captured and brought into captivity. Uh, and they have come with a verdict guilty. They find him guilty. He deserves to die. This is what they're saying in verse 66. Verse 67 says, Then they began to spit in Jesus' face and beat him with, this, with their fists. And some slapped him, jeering, Prophesy to us, you Messiah. Who hit you that time? See? Now, mind you, Peter is watching this. Peter is observing 
what's going on with his Lord and Savior. The very one that he said, you know, I will never, you know, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll never, I'll never betray you. I'll never do this. I'll always be. This is now the man that's witnessing what's going on with Christ. And I know a lot of us do it every day. He is fearful. He's afraid. What he is watching being done to his Lord and Savior, if he walked alongside him at this point, could very well happen to him. So he's watching. And this is what I sometimes, we, we can't take the persecution. We can't take the heat that go along with being a Christian. We can't take the fact that our friends will go against us. We can't take the fact that our job might look at us a little crazy and think, you know, why you, you know, got that mindset. We can't take the fact that our family may go against us and figure, well, you know, why you think the way you think. It, see, because we can't stand to be separated from what people think about us. We can't stand to have that kind of separation. Peter here is afraid that he too will take on the heat that's being given to Jesus. That he'll take on some of the uh, the punishment that goes along with the guilty plea or the guilty uh, verdict that they gave to Jesus. So sometimes that's what we stand in the, in, in the place of. Sometimes we get the heat because we have stood with Christ. And this is what uh, the, the part that I'm going to get to is verse 69. Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came over and said to him, you were one of those with Jesus of Galilee. And verse 70 says, but Peter denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Verse 71, later out by the gate, another servant girl noticed him and said to those standing around, this man was with Jesus of Nazareth. But verse 30, 72 says, again, Peter denied it, this time with an oath. I don't even know this man, he said. And verse 30, 73, a little later, some of the other bystanders came over to Peter and said, you must be one of them. You can tell, you can tell by your Galilean accent. Peter swore. Now did that. Now Peter cussing that. You know, with the swear. See, this is this is the see, his mind is in that place of torment. He know what is true. Yes, I am a follower of Christ. Yes, I, 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 I yield myself to Christ. Yes, I walk with the Messiah. Yes, I know Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of Galilee, Jesus of whatever city you want to put him in. Gee, I know him. I'm with him. He is my own. Instead of him taking the position of that, he went into denial, which it goes against his truth. And in that going against what is true in him, it caused him what? Mental anguish. It caused him to be at odds with what is right in him. And that's the, the thing that the believers today, that's what we experience sometimes. Sometimes we, well, we think, you know, we're going, we have a mental illness. You don't have a mental illness sometimes. Sometimes we're perplexed because we're going against the grain. We're going against what we know. We're going against the truth. We're going against being identified with Christ. We're, we're, we're walking outside of the identification of who Christ is. You know, uh, are, are you a believer? Do you believe? Such, such, such? No, I don't do it. You know, I don't do it. See, why am I denying? See, everything in this Bible, everything in this word, I can't deny. I must hold fast to every bit of it. If people don't like that, that's something that they just have to be okay with. But I can't deny it because in my own mind, I will become 
perplexed. I will become sometimes overwhelmed with denying actual truth. And here, this is what this is what Peter's going through. Peter is, you know, he's tormented within himself because here he is, the very one that he declared that he would be with always, that he would never betray. Jesus, not only that, but in the scripture, we're going to read it. It says that where he, Jesus reminded him uh, uh, when, he's, when he thought about what his denial, in his mind, the, the thought rushed back what Jesus had said to him earlier. That before, before what? Before the, 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 uh, the, 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 the dark, the dawn, that, that he would deny him three times. Not once, not twice, but three times. And this is where uh, Peter, verse 74 says, I, uh, I, Peter swore, a curse on me if I'm lying. See, not, he, not only is he lying, but he now he's swearing on his own head. I, you know how we do? I swore for God. I swore for God. Look, here he is saying, I swear, a curse on me. He cursing himself. A curse on me. He about to speak a lie. This is, his, this is where your mind gets when you go against what is true and you know truth. I, he said, I, I curse on myself if I'm lying. I don't know the man. And immediately the, the rooster crowed. The, the rooster crowed at that. And then suddenly Jesus' words, verse 75, flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. And it says here that Peter went away weeping, not just weeping, bitterly. Because in his mind, he was reminded, Jesus already told me I would do this. But you know, when we don't have no pressure, it's easy to say what you'll do for Christ. It's easy to say you'll stand, you'll be this, you'll be that, you're going you're gonna to be the G for God, you're going to do this, you're going to stand your ground, you're going to be all these things. You're gonna, it's easy to say that. But at the end of the day, it only matters what you do. Because at the end of the day, Peter found himself perplexed. Found himself uh, in his mind wrestling with what's true and my life. He says, if I'm lying, curse me. Now, I know I'm lying. He know he was lying. What did he expect to happen but the curse? He, he found himself out of his own mouth speaking his own truth. Curse me if I'm lying. I don't know this man. But the word of God, all of us know that Peter knew Christ. And where did that put his mental psyche? Where did that put his mind? Because now you know you have lied. Not only have you lied to yourself, but you have bitterly lied to everyone around. You have made it known that you that you don't know Christ. You, you, you said it out loud. But everybody who knows you've been with Christ now have heard you lie. So in your mental cycle, you find yourself unperplexed. And a lot of times today, into in this run all the way from Peter's day to today. A lot of times we find ourselves mentally perplexed, mentally disturbed, mentally uh, uh, suffering. That's a good word there. Suffering because we're going against what we know to be true. It's one thing we can lie, but you can't lie to yourself. Eventually, Peter had to hear his truth in his head. In his mind, he remembered, oh, 
Jesus told me I would lie. Jesus told me I would deny him. Not one lie, not two lies, but I would lie about him three times and tell people I don't know him. In his mind, he was, he was, it said he, he, he wept bitterly. He was saddened. And, and this is the place where a lot of times uh, as believers, we find ourselves, we, 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 we don't know which way to go. We turn to the things that we're not supposed to turn to because we are looking for that, that ease in our mind of actually walking out every day, going against the grain. We know what we ought to do. We know what we should do. We heard the Father say where we should be, where we should go, how we should conduct ourselves. And anytime we find ourselves not in that place, we find ourselves perplexed. In our minds, we, we, we're troubled. But how many know that's self-inflicted? Because all we have to do is turn around. Thank God that's what Peter did. Peter turned around. He repented and he found himself in God's good grace again. But, at the, but during this period here, because he, he simply just walked against, walked against what he knew to be true, he found himself in his mind mentally disturbed. Now, we're going to read a little bit here. I don't know what you did with that light, but that was really helping me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not that old. This is my, 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 uh, my assistant over here channel helping me out but let's go uh let's go back up to uh where judas <laughs> where judas uh can't take it no more that's verse 27 where i was trying to go before do i have it in the nlt i do okay here go down to uh Go down to verse, let's just start from the first one, 27 and 1. It says, very early in the morning, the leading priests and the elders of the people met again to lay plans for putting Jesus to death. Then they bound him, led him away, and took him to Pilate, the Roman governor. Now when Judas, who had betrayed him, realized that Jesus had been condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. So he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priest and the elders. He says, I have sinned, he declared, for I have betrayed an innocent man. He said, and the priests go, what do we care? That's your problem. Ain't that the devil? Lead you out there into the middle of nowhere. And then when you out there, feeling like you don't have no way home, they tell you that's your problem. What they got to do with me? You made your decision. Nobody did. Nobody uh, made you do. That. Ain't that how folk that 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 offer you stuff you ain't got no business having? Then when you get out there and do it, I ain't make you. You know, I ain't. I, ain't that the devil? Ain't that how it happened? I know that's how it happened with me. That's how I did, folk too. Yeah, get out there and say you know you had a decision. You could have made a decision. You could have said no. But the fact of the matter is, it was a part of uh, Judas's mental breakdown. And here Judas was so distraught. Um, I mean, he tried to give back the money, thinking that would wash his hands. He said that we do that too. We're trying to wash our hands of a deed that we've been involved. We we try to wash our hands of it, but I think we can reverse. The, no, we gotta repent. And so and so Peter uh, uh Judas here, 
is having his most trouble is because he went against the grain. He First of all, he touched Christ. He touched the anointed one, right? Then uh, at the end of the day, he didn't have a, he didn't know to have a place of repentance. He was remorseful, but he didn't repent. In his mind, he was perplexed. He, I, you know, I did the wrong thing. I, I have, I have condemned an innocent man. And not only that, but I have done it for money. I have, I have sold Christ out for a dollar. How many of us sold Christ for a dollar? Don't raise your hand. I know. I know we didn't really take it like that because we actually didn't make a deal with that, with those words. But sometimes we have sold out for money. We have turned our backs on what Christ said to do for the dollar. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's going to bring about the same perplexity. It's going to bring about the same uh, uh, feeling of condemnation. Because anytime that we find ourselves in the mindset where we... We've done a wrong thing. We know we've done a wrong thing. And then we don't repent. What do you think is going to be a mental status? The mental status of us will be perplexed. We'll find ourselves troubled. Our mental health is going to drop. And here this is where uh, poor Judas found himself. And I don't have to read it any further. Found himself hanging from a branch. Perplexed. Going against what he knew to be right for whatever his reason, be it gain of money, be it gain of status, be it he felt like, you know, this would provoke Christ to, to, to finally strike the Romans and, 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 and take his rightful place as king. Whatever his plan was, it went against Christ. And it cost him his life. In the kingdom of God, this is where we got to be so very careful. You don't know the place where you feel like you have gone. To, to me, Judas didn't know how far he had gone in his error. He didn't know how far he had gone in his betrayal. Until he saw his Lord and Savior. Until he saw the damage that he had done. Sometimes we don't know how far we've gone until we see the damage that has been done. And in, in this case, causing him mental illness to the point that he felt like he wasn't worthy to live. He took his own life. We don't have to be that. We can be like Peter. We can, we can repent and find ourselves in a place where we're remorseful. Like, like Peter, you know, he, he was supposed to be Jesus' uh, ride or die. He was supposed to be the one. I mean, he the one up there taking people's ears, you know. But it, when it got down to it without his sword, <laughs> when it got right down to it where he had multiple swords against what he could have done, when it got down to the fight, Peter did what a lot of people do, deny. When it get down to us being uh, a, a part of the group <laughs> or cast out for your righteous stand, or for your lack of, uh, of wanting to go along to get along, see, sometimes... Yeah, you got to make a stand and you got to stand by yourself. You got to stand when nobody else understands why you saying that, why you doing that. It, okay. If you know what God told you, if you know what the right stand is, even if the closest people to you don't agree, it doesn't matter. You have to make that stand. 
You have to, you have to stay the course. Else you'll find yourself perplexed. I have many times, you know, even in the smallest of things, if God tell you to do something, if God give you instructions, if, if you know a right from a wrong, and if you don't walk in that, you can find yourself in your mind troubled. Can't sleep at night. I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes somebody, some people, I'm, I, I got a son. They know you got disobedience. <laughs> no pill, no drink, no, no, uh, no, no sleep aid. No, nothing is that is going to help you. You got to get on the, into the place of being obedient to the spirit of the Lord. And, and this is what, you know, this whole rant is about tonight is because some of our mental health issues is just simply on us. Self-inflicted. We are children of God walking in disobedience, walking against the, uh, 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 the righteousness of God. And because we won't take ear to the spirit of the Lord within us, to that, that's a quiet little voice that tells us, you know, nudging us to, to go in the right direction. But we find ourselves bucking and kicking against what is right and justifying in our own mind or in our dark place, secret corner closet place where we think nobody see us we can just do our dirt when you come back you, you, when you get back to your place where you know you're supposed to be you find yourself tormenting your head you find yourself uh you know what's why i can't sleep why i can't rest you know why sitting around biting your fingernails hmm. cracking your knuckles going you know doing doing uh, doing the most, I say, doing 50 in a five mile per hour zone because you too, you can't stand still because you, you know, you ain't got it right. And no, we ain't talking about, you know, some people that we, we all say, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about being a righteous person, not a perfect person. It's a difference. You know, people use that as a scapegoat to, to not do what. You know what you're supposed to do. My thing is this: if you can do seven out of ten, why not do the seven? <laughs> why why give up all the seven and do ten wrong? As a as a believer, pray about the other three. But instead of us taking some responsibility, we 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 let the enemy get in our head and play games. Then we can't rest that night. Then we nervous. Then we antsy. You know, then we, we find ourselves taking on other little things. You know, now we, you know, I need a little tardy before I can go to bed at night. You know, take, you know, kind of ease my mind. No, you need to walk in obedience. You need to stop fighting against the spirit of the Lord. You need to, to stop doing self-inflicted mental health issues. Because some of these things that we go through, some, I'm not talking all. And I made that very clear in the beginning of this, of this, uh, this, this rant here. Is that I'm not talking about every mental health issue, but I'm talking about the ones that go against the spirit of the Lord. That the reason why we are not able to be settled in our heart and our mind and our spirit is because we're going against the grain. Self-inflicted. And we can check that real quick. Get in line. Get in line with the things of God and see if your anxiety lessens. Get in line and see if your paranoia lessens. Get in line and see if your uh, uh, your uh, low place, depressed place, get better. Because nobody's hanging themselves unless they're depressed. 
Judas had to be at that place. He felt like he had nothing else to live for. And he took his life. The enemy will get in your head with the foolishness to walk away from the things of righteousness of God, the things of God. He'll, he'll get in your head. And then when you get out there, just like them, just like the Pharisees know, that's your business. Anybody told you you, you, you had a choice, you didn't have to, you, you, you could have said no. That's what the enemy get out there and make you look like a fool sitting right out there. And then in your mind, you perplex, how did I get out here? How did I get so far away from what I know is right? See, that's what Judas had to be thinking. How did I get this far to betray the very man that I've been walking with for three years? Seeing the miracle signs and wonders. Seeing that uh, the, the spirit of the Lord rest upon him and declare him to be his son. And this is the one that I, I raised my hand up against to strike. I'm sure he was tormented within himself. Peter standing there, uh, supposed to be his so-called armor bearer. Yeah. Sometimes the one closest to you be the one betrayed. That's another topic. But at the end of the day, you'll find yourselves uh, in your mental capacity being pulled and being stretched. Sometimes it may feel like it's beyond what you can take. But it simply goes back to your your spirit man knows what is right. And, you, and your spirit man knows what is good. And you're allowing yourself to be pulled from that. Which then puts you in a place to where you, you, you feel in your mind, I can't take it. I'm uneasy. And all it takes is just getting back in line. All it takes is what Peter did. Get your mental health, get your mental health back in line. If yours is self-inflicted, get your mental health back in line. Take a moment. Take a moment and consider, you know, all of my uneasiness, all of my stressing, my major stressing, you know, is because I, I know I'm out of order. You know, when we say, you know, you're out of pocket with God. You know what you're supposed to be doing right. You know how you're supposed to be doing it. And you find yourself justifying where you are just because you just, whatever the reason may be. Judas had a reason why he was in the in the in the in uh in the direction that he was going, and 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 Peter, you know, I think Peter was just straight scared. Facts, right? Scared. I mean, they're talking about you know crucified. You know who who want to be crucified? You know, some of us we can't take our best friend telling us that we know we can't hang with you no more because you know you too much Jesus girl. We can't take that before we're ready to ditch Jesus. I'm going to look at you because I know I'm talking the truth. We can't take being crucified or, 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 or persecuted by friends before we're ready to tell uh, Christ, you know, uh, I need to pull back a little bit. You know, my friends think I hang out with you too much. Am I lying? Not at all. But when will we make those, those permanent Stand those those allow our mind to be settled. Like I go to sleep at night, I try to rest. I try to go to sleep, sleep. Let the Lord wake me up. I try to snore from here to Kalamazoo. From what I heard, I can get there. <laughs> I try to rest at night. I try to be at peace with all men, 
and definitely at peace with my father. I try to go to sleep at night and rest. I, don't, I try not to have no mental anguish going on in my head because I haven't walked in the order that my father told me to. And sometimes it's not about, like I said, being perfect being. It's about just being obedient. Did you do what the Lord said do today? Did you open up a, 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 a door, an avenue that the Lord told you to open up today? Did you do that? Sometimes it's minute stuff. Did you apologize? Did you, you know, some of us, we, we, we just need to apologize to people. We are tormented in our mental psyche and we think we're good to go. A-okay. Everything's right. Everything's hunky-dory. And this is because, this is the other thing. And because we haven't felt the fire from heaven, we feel like we can just continue in that vein. But the reason why we're uneasy is because we're out of order. We're out of pocket. And because we ain't got no immediate tattail, and trust me, tattails are coming. Because we haven't got the tattail, we think that we're good. You know? Judas thought he was good. Till he looked up and saw just how much devastation he had caused. He thought he was good to go. You know, got my 30 pieces of silver, you know, got a little, little money on the side. I don't think he ever thought for one moment that Jesus wouldn't be able to defend himself. I really don't. I think he thought Jesus would be able to handle it all. I think he thought Jesus was going to raise up. So heaven was going to open up and and and, and going going to avenge the Jews. I, I think I think that's what he thought. But little did he know he didn't have the plan, and so it wasn't going to look like what he thought it was going to look like for our Lord and Savior to win back this world. So when he saw it not going the plan, because that's us. If it don't go like it's going in our head. You know, if Jesus or God ain't moving in, in, in this world like we think it ought to be in our head, then, you know, we get a little uneasy. And that's exactly what Judas did. It, oh, it's not going to, oh, 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 you, oh, they're going to crucify him? Oh, he condemned? Oh, he going to die? Yeah. I appreciate your help, Judas. You know, sometimes, you know, we're that person in our ministry. We think we're going to come against the, a person or a man of God or whatever, whatever and, and you think you're going to do this little, uh, this little hocus pocus thing, and then when it don't go like you wanted to go, it's, uh, yeah. Because God got a whole nother plan outside of ours. God got a whole nother agenda outside of what we think we got in our head going on. And then when it don't go the way we want to go, you know, we find ourselves over in a corner somewhere perplexed. Trouble. Don't know why we can't rest at night. Cause you're coming against God. Cause you you out of pocket. Cause you're you're not doing what the Spirit of the Lord say do. Cause you have denied and betrayed. Yeah, all of those things. But we have two choices in our self-inflicted mental health issues. We got two choices. We can get it right, repent, and get back in order, start running, or the enemy's going to take you for a good ride. And Judas can attest to you to that, what that end ride would be. It's death. And it may not be like a natural death hanging from a tree. That might not necessarily be it. But he can drive you so far away from God that you find yourself lost in the wilderness again. Backslidden to the point where you... If the Lord was to come, you, you're not entering in to no rest. 
now or 50 years from now. Some people think because they don't drop dead on the moment, you know, Adam and Eve think. You don't drop dead in the in the second that, you know, that, that God told you something was going to happen. You think you're good. You think you got the pass. You didn't. God has given us the warnings right now. Some of us need to settle in our mind just by getting in order. So this is your place right here. This is your, if you on here and you've been opposite of the spirit of the Lord, you've been opposite of God, you've been opposite of what God, what you know he has poured into you, either by way of your own private study or by your man or your woman of God. If, if you're opposite of that and you've been going against that and you find yourself uneasy, can't rest, antsy, all of these things, mental illnesses is, 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 is at an all time high in you. When it wasn't like that before, just get in order. Get yourself together. Repent and ask God to forgive you. And then run. Run with the ever swiftness in the things of God. It's an easy thing to do. All you have to do is just know who you are in Christ. Stop giving your flesh excuses to be where it is. There is no justification in the flesh. There's nothing nothing good, it tells me in the word of God, nothing good dwells in the flesh. Nothing good dwells there in the flesh. So don't rely on that. I want to say to uh, uh, to everyone on here tonight, this, this, this is something that I've been thinking about. Because right now, you know, in our world, you know, they, they talk about how everybody got mental health issues. You know, we all... I'm thinking like from day one, mental health issues have been happening. You know, I think about people in the in the Word of God and in the Bible, in the Living Bible here, and 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 some of the things that went down in the Bible. You ain't telling me these people weren't weren't going through mental illness. That that they didn't have some troubles in their mind. So our world, we're not doing anything, uh, uh, experiencing anything any more than than anybody else. But God still had a standard and he still had uh, uh, principles, stature that he wanted the people of God to uphold. We're not living anything any worse than anybody else at the time that they were living in. You know, I think about the Romans when they were talking about, they sat around and watched people be eaten by lions. Like, who does that? You're telling me that don't cause some scarring in the brain? That's, yes, scarring in the brain. Issues, cannibalism, issues, war, war has always been in the earth, always been in the earth, always will be till Jesus come again, always will be. So every time there's war, you have people with PTSD, every time, but not one time do I hear God ever lift, lift and say, you don't have to. Maintain the standard. Not one time. Because he says his grace is sufficient for us. Anything we have need of to walk this thing out, God has given to us. The spirit of the Lord lacks nothing. Hear that. The spirit of the Lord, put that in there somebody. The spirit of the Lord lacks nothing. And whatever we have need of, he says ask. But we don't think we can ask for a car, a house, a woman, a man. And that's the only thing God got in his bag. Car, house, woman, and a man. <laughs> money. Oh, yeah, money, money, money. Coming your way. I know, I know. Anyway, but we can ask him for 
Peace of mind. He says, I give you this, not the spirit of, uh, 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 what is it? Oh, but a love power to sound mine. You know what's mine. I, it just went right out of my head. Fear. I've not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So that's not a lie. God has spoken this. And if he's given us that, love, power, and other sound mind, then that's something we can possess. We can own it. And that comes with, 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 with us looking to Christ, looking to God for our health. Our mental health. Walking in the order of God will give you stability. And fighting against his principles will cause your mind to be perplexed. Because a good sound mind, a mind of Christ, cannot walk against that. It has to walk with him. Peter, Judas, walking with him, sound. The moment they strayed from him, what happened? Perplexed. Perplexed. We, we, we have to walk in the things of God. When you know better, that's a good one. You got to do better. The word you hid in your heart, you say, I've hid the word. He said, I've hid the word in my heart that I what? May not sin against thee. Yeah. I, if, if I hide the word in my heart, I won't find myself astray. We find ourselves astray. We find ourselves uh, drifting when we don't have word. And when I say word, I ain't talking about your Bible on your desk. I'm talking about the word that you can pull up, the word that you can rely on, the word that you believe, the word that you know, understand, and lean on. The one that you trust, the one that when you, when you hear it, you believe it, when you, when you, when you uh, utter it in your mind. Yeah. It allows you to be at peace. That's why sometimes you can be in the midst of the worst of the worst, but when you're walking with Christ, it don't move you from your foundation. You ever been in that place where you, you, you know, things are going on around you, you probably should have lost your mind, but you just find yourself, I'm at peace. I'm at peace. Because you're not striving against the Spirit of the Lord. You're not self-inflicting on yourself. You're walking with, he said, you know, that he's a, a, a present help. See, when I'm in trouble, he's present. But when I'm on, on, on some, 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 some junk, say, when I'm on some junk, <laughs> see, I'm not at peace. How many have driven your car and you didn't have no, no uh, car insurance? Weren't you nervous the whole time you were driving? Every time somebody looked like they're coming in your car, you're like, wait a minute, you know. You, 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 you drove five miles per hour because you do if you hit anybody. You're going to be in trouble because you ain't got no insurance. Right? See, that's tormenting. But that's how we ride when we don't ride with God. We ride dirty. We know we ain't right. We can't hardly go to sleep at night. Don't want to die. <laughs> don't, don't let me die on my sleep because you know I ain't right. We know. Come on. That's mental anguish. I used to do that. Used to just, oh God, don't let me die in my sleep. Scared to go to sleep at night. You have to be exhausted to go to sleep at night. Because my mental mind was like, I know I'm not right. I knew I was riding dirty. I knew I didn't have no insurance. No heaven insurance. Right? You ever been there? Woo! It's a place of torment. 
But as soon as you line up, as soon as you get that thing right, I promise you, you don't want to die, but you okay if you do. Like, you know, I don't want to die, but you know, you know, that's the one you can, now you can truly say that prayer. You know, Lord lay me down to sleep. I pray to the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake. Yeah. You, you really, when you ain't right, you ain't saying that prayer. You, you is not praying. <laughs> Lord, I pray. No, we ain't, no, not dying tonight. Not tonight, Lord. Because if I die tonight, I know I'm going to lift my eyes to hell. How many used to be tormented going to sleep at night because you know you wasn't right with the Lord? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the time for us to get right. You know, I, I, I look around every day. I, every day, somebody I know is leaving this old world. But this, we don't want to find ourselves, don't talk ourselves out of a place in heaven. We don't want to have talked ourselves out of God's good grace. You don't, fool, you don't let the devil fool you to fool yourself to thinking you good to go. You good. You good. Sometimes we think we good because we attach to somebody. You know, you, 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 no, I tell people every time, you can't ride my way into heaven. You can't ride me into heaven. I can't ride nobody else into heaven, and you can't ride me into heaven. You got to know this thing for yourself. That's why I teach the way I teach. That's why I teach hard like I teach. That's why I teach uh, direct. I don't beat around the bush. People beat around the bush with me. People, you know, danced around my, my little, no, don't, I'm not dancing around anybody. Why? Because I know the severity of them not being in good standing with the Lord. I know the loss that it could be. So my thing is be, be at peace. <laughs> be at peace with yourself. Be at peace with the Father. Set your house in, in order. That, that if you do say that prayer, you, you good. You're good if you just didn't happen to wake up in the morning. You're okay. You you know, you won't have to worry about, well, I don't want to, you know, some of us, I have to say this, some of us have art with people causing mental anguish. You say you're sleeping well at night, but you know the Lord spoke to you. You know the Lord told you. You know the Lord gave you an assignment. You know the Lord, and no, he didn't tell you, because sometimes we, we, we do this time like this, we'll tap at it. But that ain't what the Lord told us to do. He told us to go have a conversation, but we didn't have the conversation. We tried to dance our way around it, and then we're going to try to put it off on that person like they didn't receive me. No, you didn't come right. You didn't come the way the Lord said to go, and you're still out of order with the Father. And he has not forgotten Facts, facts, because our pride is in the way, we out of order. You're denying the power of the Lord, and you're not going to get a pass on it. And so you're going to hear that response. How in the world can you say you love me, yet your brother whom you see every day? And that's, I know I heard you say it. I don't hate him. You must. You haven't got it in order. You, you must hate because you, you haven't got it in order. See, God is listening to everything. And he's hearing it all. And a lot of the little stuff that we think we all slick and sly in. We got a slick tongue here on the earth. But you ain't slicker than Christ. You ain't slicker than God. And everything we're going to have to give an answer to. Every idle word that we say, we're going to have to give a word to it. We're going to have to give an answer. And for everything that he has given us an assignment to do, 
If you haven't done it, you're going to have to give an answer for that too. Because he said he's going to say good and faithful servant, not just a good servant. You got to be faithful. So blessings to you all tonight. Let's be about God's business. I'm going to tell you what to do with your pride. Let me tell you what to do with your pride. Take it in the backyard and burn it. It only has one thing that is good for, and that's taking your soul to hell. Outside of that, get rid of your pride. Do what God say do, the way God say do it, when he say do it, and be in, be in right standing with the Father. Ease your mind. If you're going to have something perplexing your mind, don't let it be stuff between you and the Father. Okay? Remember that God loves you. I love you. And uh, at World Changes, we'll see you all tomorrow. In the meantime, blessings to you all. Peace to us and our nation. And I'll see you guys later on the round table. Rise from the ashes. Everywhere we go, I might be flashing. Cause you alone.